good everybody this is Troy um so I want to do something different uh this episode is obviously gonna be the first episode of the marriage kit um so you know most episodes are pre-recorded so the website is out now um www.theaveragejoemedia.com and so I have a podcast plug segment and a um everybody eats segment the reason why I'm doing this podcast plus segment is because the uh, one of the guys, his name is Ron. I met him in a podcast group chat. He was beneficial in regards to me starting my website. Like he helped me in almost every aspect. Him and Larry from the Couch Session. So I wanted to give his podcast a shout out. His podcast name is Always Picked Last. Host is his himself, Ron, and his brother Chad. You can find their podcast on Apple spotify wherever you get most of your podcasts and also on their website aplpodcast.com i listened to an episode he had with uh, nikki jean the singer it was actually pretty good so it's actually pretty dope uh, y'all go check check out his website aplpodcast.com and you'll be able to check his podcast out there on the link is going to be in the description below everybody eats segment um it's a photographer that I know. He was originally on my podcast, but the episode I had to scrap it because it was just it was it was audio issues. His name is Jonathan Victor Reynolds Photography. What's it about? Finding my passion and comparing and finding my passion and capturing moments and emotion. His social media is J E N I U S underscore photo. Email is J Reynolds four oh seven at gmail.com. Um so he's, he's going to be doing any photos I have on the website. I'm most likely going to go to him See for my merchandise and everything like that. So just um, be on the lookout for that as well. He's also in the process of getting LLC started. Um, and he's 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 African-American. That's, that's black known photography. So be on the lookout for that for the pictures as well. Um, I did drop an episode Monday on the website. It's called The Entangled Relationship. So if there's any episodes that don't make the podcast, I'm putting them on the website so you can look at it at your own time. Check it out. It was a good spin on the Will and Jada. Then we had our own things that we wanted to talk about. All right, y'all. That's it. It's the first episode of the Marriage Kit. Enjoy. Let's get to the episode. Check it out, uh. I'm back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been around will know. I'm talking about owning something, giving my homie some, teaching the youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Uh. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man, your favorite average Joe. And um, I'm doing something different today, man. I wanted to have a, a big shout out to Crystal. She gave me this idea. Um, I'm going to be starting a series called The Marriage Kit, where I have three couples who are married, um, whether they have you know children not married, and they're going to talk about the differences, the difference of, you know, basically the, the differences and struggles and, you know, leading up to marriage, what marriage is all about. 
I had my parents on. I wanted eventually. I, w- I wanted them to do something different, but I had already figured what their answer was going to be. So I figured I just have them start the tone, <laughs> start the tone of the series instead of ending the series because we have some differences of of opinions on some of the other ones, and I didn't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. <laughs> no feathers of mine. We ain't talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the lady, the woman over here. <laughs> so, uh, uh, y'all can go ahead and introduce yourself, Mom. We'll start off with you. Hi, my name is Rochelle Jackson. You could have just said, Mom, we didn't have to say your full name. You know, you, you, I ain't know you want them to know your business out there, but that's okay. And uh, fan favorite, um, my pops. Yo, what up, Wayne Jackson? You know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, so I wanted to start this off, right? Um, first of all, before we get into that, how long have y'all been married? Rochelle? Rochelle, go ahead. <laughs> she up here laughing. You know how many years we've been married? Go on and tell the people. Now you want to be all shy. 32 years. Okay. Well, it'll actually be 32 in August. We in the same year, no big. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you know, just for giving some backstory, my mom is not shy. Now she want to act all shy. When she ain't on the mic, she, she will talk you to death. To, and then some. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so give, give, give my listeners a backstory on how y'all met. Well, we met over uh, a mutual friend of Al's house. He went to school with them. I met one of the roommates. Because I used to work at a bank, and he worked for the um, armored car who came to pick up the money for the bank. <clears throat> so that's how we met. And basically what happened was um, one time my mom and just got on my nerves so bad that I was like, I can't stay here no more. Huh, so interesting. I, was, I was talking to um, my friend Calvin when he came in the bank, and I was telling him about it. And so he was like, well, if you want, you can come stay with me in Tehran. He said, I'll I'll let you have my bedroom. I was like, okay. And then he used to come over to the house a lot, and that's how we met. <laughs> that's it. That's it, huh? Okay. Um. So what were some of the – so how long before y'all got married, how long were y'all dating for? Five years. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Long time. And if you're interested in marrying somebody, it needs to be a long time. See, I agree with y'all, but I agree. I, I I feel like it's my opinion is a little bit different. Like I feel like go ahead. I would say, all right. So let me ask you this: before I even get into that, during the course of those five years that y'all were dating, was there any like acknowledge of getting married, or was it like, or was it until maybe like the fourth year? No, there wasn't any knowledge of um, <clears throat> us getting married. Um, in between those five years, we kind of broke up. And um, then when we decided to get back together, at that point in time, once we decided to get back together, that's when we decided that if we was going to get back together, then, you know, we was going to get married. So when y'all broke up, how many years was that into y'all dating? Like, was that like two, three, one and a half, six months? That's a good question. I don't know. It's probably a two, three years maybe. Okay. Because, see, I feel like, right, nowadays, it's just, nowadays, it's just like, if you're going to be, uh, if you're going to, 
like nowadays, I just feel like the people, like the, our generation, is like two and a half, like two and a half years. Like anything after that. Well, see, the thing is this. When you are dating, and, you know, I, I do workshops on relationships, and I try to help people to understand, when you are dating, it's an act. It's an act. You're trying to do all the things that you need to do to make that person happy. And so what you have to do is you have to watch everything that individuals do, individuals say, how they act in certain situations. And in order for that to happen, that takes time. Uh You know, I mean, if, if this person's all nice and loving to you and then all of a sudden something happens and all, and they get ready to act like they're going to hit you, boom, that should bring up a red flag. Like, Hmm. In this situation, you act entirely different. And so people are going to give you what you need when they are dating because it's all about pleasing you. That's why you can see people who are dating for years and then they get married and in six months to a year, they divorced. Why is that? Because they didn't pick up on the signs, the negative signs that were there when they were dating. They thought everything was good, and it's not always good. You got to be very particular. That's why marriage is some one of those things that you got to be really particular in regards to who you're dating and then who you say you want to marry. Uh-huh. I would say that because um, I've been thinking about this, and I would say that um, it's different for different people. I do think you should date, you know, for at least a, a good amount of time, at least three, three and a half years. Um, like your dad said, so you can really get to know a person. Because and during, during the time that you're dating, you really need to try to get to know that person and not just be dating, um, just to be dating if your goal is to get married. So it may not necessarily be five years, but it still should be a significant amount of time to get to know someone. Because right. just like your dad say, you know, when people are dating, it's an act. It's all up front. Everybody's trying to make everybody happy and all of that. But then when it really comes down to it, you know, it's like, okay, you wasn't like this when I was dating you. So <laughs> let me give you an example. So when you are dating, this person is trying to please you and trying to do all those types of things. So it's like a game. Mm-hmm. And you know how badly you want something. And then once you get it, the thrill is gone. And so that's a reason why sometimes things don't act out. You know, people wonder, well, gosh, you guys dated so long, you seem so close, and now all of a sudden you're having all these problems in your marriage. What's going on? Because for for maybe a female or a male, the goal was to get married. Uh Okay, now that I'm married, now what's the goal? Uh And so all of a sudden things are different, people act different because I've met the goal and so I don't know what I should do next. So, all right, so if you had to say, right, um, then after that I'll start getting into actual our actual notes. Um, <laughs> if you had to say, so let's say, right, at what, if you're dating somebody around how many years do you think that the true, the act gives out and then you start to see the real person? I mean, you're always going to see the real person 
You just got to have your eyes open to notice things. Okay. All right. How that, because see, for example, how does a person act when things aren't going well Mm -hmm. as compared to how a person acts when things do go well? And they could be, when things are going well, you know, it's just like friends you might have. When things are going well, people love you. But when things aren't going well, can you depend on them to help you and assist you? Or is like, listen, you know, you need to get a job or otherwise I'm out of here. Behold, we, we've been going together for two years and, mm-hmm. and I was working and making all this money and you seem to be happy. Because it's about how much money you making. And so if you ain't making no money, then... I don't know if I necessarily want to be with you. And so you've got to, you got, that's why it takes time to go through different scenarios in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And you want to keep your eyes keen on all the different scenarios that could happen. Because what the downside is, is that you'll go through a scenario and a person will act a certain way and you'll just ignore it. No, light bulbs should go off red lights. That seems that could be a problem. And I think too, I said what I think what it is though is that sometimes when people are dating, you know, they're just like call themselves so much in love, you know, that they don't pay attention to all the warning signs in that relationship. Or another thing is sometimes they just think that, you know, when they get married, that person is going to change. But let me tell you, that's not going to happen. When they get married, they're not going to change. The person that they are, when you're dating them, for the most part. Unless they are growing, that's going to be the same person that they are. You're not going to change people. Well, let me, I'll, I'll take it a step further. That person is going to get worse. <laughs> so if you got a problem with a certain issue when you're dating, when you marry, more than likely that issue is going to get worse. Is it going to get worse because they're comfortable? Or? Yeah. Okay. Let me, for example, you're dating, right? Mm-hmm. And you really like this person. There ain't no way if you're around her, you're going to let out gas. You're going to hold that gas in, and you ain't going to do nothing. Getting married? (laughs) Hey, we comfortable with each other now. I'm letting gas out regardless, but that's just me. Yeah, well, you special. (laughs) (laughs) We know you special. I got to go. I got to go. Um... All right, so let's get into this, right? The definition of marriage, uh, from what I found, was a commonly accepted and encompassing definition of marriage is the following. A formal union and social and legit contract between two individuals that unites their lives legally, economically, and emotionally. Being married also gives legitimacy to sexual relations within the marriage. All right. Repeat. That, that relates to what? Uh, being married also gives legitimacy to sexual relations within the marriage. No, no, no. The first part of that. Um, a commonly accepted in, in comp. Okay. So basically it was saying a formal union and social and legal contract between two individuals that unites their lives legally, economically. Stop. That's it right there. Most of the time in marriages, people don't to want to re want to unite economically. Uh-huh. It's your money and it's, my money. Well, if you're married, it should be our money. money. Now, I know that's controversial because I know when I do these workshops, people be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. But hold up. You're living together. You're raising kids together. You're, you're doing all these things together. Shouldn't the money be together? Yeah, because you come together as one. So mm-hmm. we bring everything together. But, you know, 
that money thing is huge. That people is huge. People don't like giving up their money. And that's true. And I can understand when when people are in a situation where, say, they happen to marry somebody that's a gambler or somebody that drinks a lot or just can't control their spending, then, you know, I can kind of understand that. But I think that's, too, that's why it's so important to get counseling before you get married and to just be observant of people and what they do and what their habits are so that you would know that going into the marriage. Right. Because if I am a saver and I'm dating you and all you want to do is spend money, I can tell you right now, there's going to be a problem. (laughs) Because they're going to want to spend up all the money that they saved. And so that's why we said earlier, you got to be able to spend time with individuals so that you can see, well, you know, is this person a saver? Do we, do we have the same mentality in regards to money? Are we trying to save or because, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, you you might need to go on one of those gigantic vacations every year, you know, the sandals, Uh uh, you know, to Europe. And so your year is not a good year unless you're doing some big vacation. And so the question is, are you doing the big vacation because you just got to have it? Or is it something that you'd want to brag to your friends about? Oh, yes, my husband and I went to Hawaii and, and we went to Europe and we went to Switzerland. <laughs> and is it for bragging rights? Because if it's for bragging rights, then why are you doing it? I mean, if you really want to go, we're not saying that you can't go on vacation to all of these different places. But if you're going to go, then you need to save up your money and go and not get in debt to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't use that credit card. Okay. Um, so I saw here the main, purpose, the main purpose of marriage. Marriage is the beginning, the beginning of, of the family, and it's a lifelong commitment. It also provides an opportunity to grow in selflessness as you serve your oh, wife. Hold up. You said it's a what? The beginning of the family and is a lifelong commitment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. lifelong commitment? <laughs> really? <laughs> Please. Most people today, sometimes I think marriage is just like, well, you know what? I'm with you today, but ain't nothing guaranteed. Like I was reading somewhere where this person, oh, yeah, um, this person just divorced her fourth husband. Mm. Listen, (laughs) that's a lot. That's a whole lot. That's a lot. And so many times you've got to look at, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but you know that's kind of how I do. You got to look at the issues that happen in the first marriage. What most people do is they just take their issues because a lot of times they blame it on the other person, person, and and it's their fault, but. All they do is take the issues that they had in the first marriage and then take those same issues to the second marriage mm-hmm. or the third marriage or the fourth marriage, and they never deal with those issues. That's number one. Number two, you should go back and look at your selection process because maybe your selection process and who you want to date or who you want to marry is flawed, and that's why you keep finding these individuals that you can't get along with and you can't stay committed to because your selection process is flawed. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing an episode on that, so I'm happy. That oh, you flawed selection process? Yeah, that selection process. Yeah, that yeah. should be good. Um, it also says that marriage is more than a physical union. It is also a spiritual and emotional union. The union uh, mirrors the one the union marriage, the one between God and, and his church. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. That is very true. Um, all right. So five reasons marriage is important. I wrote down. Uh, one is the beginning of a family. Two is oneness. Three is purity. Four is parenting. And five is love. Y'all agree or disagree? Repeat them again. All right. One is the beginning of family. Two is oneness. Go back to the beginning. Five reasons why. Why marriage is important. Oh. Okay. One is the beginning of family. Two is oneness. Three is purity. Four is parenting. And five is love. And that's five reasons why marriage is important. Mm-hmm. Say it again. I guess it's okay. Uh, one is the beginning of family. Mm-hmm. Two is oneness. Three is purity. Four is parenting. And five is love. Okay. Y'all agree? Okay, so what is, what's your definition of love? Definition. Or if you don't have a definition, describe it. Maybe that's the same thing. I would say for me, love is loving me more than you love yourself. It is putting my needs before your needs. And um, I pretty much say it's, it's, it's putting me before yourself. Because in the Bible it says that men are to love their wives as themselves. And I think one of the reasons why God says that is because they know he knows that men has a hard time either loving or expressing their love for women. Um, but he also said that women are to submit to their husbands, and that's because women have a hard time. He knows women have a hard time submitting. And listening, but that's and another so story. That's <laughs> why he put those two things in there, because, you know, we have a hard time doing that. So, yeah, I mean, if you really love me, then you're going to love me more than you love yourself. And you're going to put me first, and you're going to you know, be – be concerned about me and care about me. Well, I'm just going to give you the biblical terminology, and it comes out of 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, now, we could just stop right there on that particular one. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't go back and think about what somebody did to you five years ago, ten years ago, and bring it back in their face, all right? Um, does not rejoice in unrighteous, but rejoice in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. But, you know, really, when you look at that particular verse in 1 Corinthians thirteen four, love is patient. You got to be patient with it. All right, you got to be kind. Those are the first two things that you should be looking for when you are looking to date and you're looking to marry. How patient is that person to me? How kind is that person to me? Is this person jealous? Especially if you are a male and your significant other, soon to be wife, makes more than you. Are you jealous of that? Personally, I say, I know my old, our old pastor used to say, brother, if you got a woman and she makes more than you, you a bad boy. You should be happy. 
you should be happy because <laughs> you were able to pull that off. Because most of the time, a woman who makes a lot of money wants someone who el- who is also making mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, Mom, back to you. Why do you feel like men have a, a problem expressing their love for women? Oh, that's a good question. I think that's a question you need to ask men. <laughs> Well, you're the one that brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did bring it up. But sometimes men do have a problem expressing their love. You know, I'll use your dad, for instance, you know. I think. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this should be good. This should be I really think... good. <laughs> he does not express love. He, he really, I mean, yes, he goes out, he works. You know, he takes care of his family. He do all of that. But... <clears throat> To really, really express love, you know, and to, you know, because with love, too, love is action. So that's for, you know, sometimes you need to say, you know, I love you. or And that's something, you know, every now and then I get on them about because I know that um, before we got married and we was dating, and if I stayed at his house and he had to go to work or something, you know, he, he didn't never leave the house before he would say, I love you, I love you. But I guess it goes back to, like he said, when you get married, you get comfortable. So when you get comfortable, you feel like you don't have to be saying that anymore. But I think it would be good for, you know, a woman to, you know, to hear that from time to time. And then sometimes just to um, just to surprise your wife or something, you know. I'm not going to necessarily say flowers because I'm not the flower type person. Um, you can give me flowers every now and then. That's okay. But you ain't got to be buying them for me all the time because I think it's a waste of money. Flowers are expensive, man. I just yeah, I realize that. Yeah, they're a waste of money. You know <laughs> flowers, I mean? are flowers are only expensive when they know you're going to buy them. Like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. That's when they're really expensive. But the other times, they really ain't that expensive. But anyway, go ahead. But, you know, for him to just to say that I love you and, and, and stuff like that, but, you know. Well, let me say, Rochelle, how much I love you, okay? <laughs> this, this is I mean, you know, all I the- know it, but women wants to hear that from time to time, uh-huh. you know, and he's not good. I don't think he's very good at expressing how he really feels. Well, this goes all the podcast people, just letting you know how much I love my wife, okay? <laughs> so, you know what, Rochelle? There you go. You all right over there? Okay. Why they hurt in your ears? They don't they hurt in my ears. Got some sensitive. Anyway, anyway. Um. All right. I, I understand where you're coming from. Um. I've been in relationships where they said I don't. You know, you don't show or express how much you like me or love you. That's not. I I get where you're coming from. Like I I can understand where you're coming from. Um. I just feel like with men, we do express it, but we. I feel like because especially in this generation, everything is all so more so about how we can provide for women that we just feel like, you know, if we're taking care of the family, if we're providing, if we're making sure that you have a roof over your head, giving you basically everything you wanted, that's our way of showing us that we love you. Yeah, but <clears throat> there's other needs that women have too. And, and and that's an interesting thing because love is a very, love for a woman and for a man to show love for a woman is like, a, um, oxygen for them to breathe Uh and just like women showing respect for men it's just like oxygen for them to breathe okay because men wants to be respected but women wants to be loved 
Okay. That's, that's nice. But love comes in, like said, things that you do. Like, for example, let's go out for a romantic dinner. or Let's go out to dinner. That is a way of showing love when I could just say, you know what? Let's just stay home. I don't feel like going nowhere. I don't feel like being around people. So, I mean, there are different ways. To a ways. certain degree with that, because, you know, you like to go out to dinner all the time. So <laughs> that is true. So you there, do that like that. So you may be so just doing, doing it for yourself. That just shows <laughs> no, me the no, love. No, no, no. <laughs> You're doing it more for yourself. <laughs> According to you. <laughs> that shows the love. Let me take my beautiful yeah. wife out to dinner. Showing love. <laughs> Y'all are the chef laughing so hard this man do like the He'll come home and eat all my stuff. Yo, man, like keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> That's why, like I told you, you wait till you get my age, and let's see if you still talking. <laughs> little skinny self. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a break um, so I can go ahead, you know, um, hear these sponsors so I can go ahead and get paid. And then after that, um, we'll go ahead and um, we'll continue. All right. So I did some research according to creditdonkey.com. Who? Creditdonkey.com. Credit Donkey? Yeah, it was a website I pulled up. Good uh, It says the average marriage in the United States lasts eight years. This is the average time for marriage to divorce. The average time between marriage and separation is seven years. And then it was saying between 40 and 50% of first marriages in a divorce dissolved in the United States. So why do you think that the average marriage is only lasting eight years? Oh, that's easy. Because most times people get married and it's all, and they want it to be all about them. Uh-huh. You know, how can you fulfill my needs? How can you do what I want to do? And so in marriage, it can't, be all about you it's got to be more about that other person Mm -hmm. i'll be honest we probably should have fit in that criteria except our marriage probably should have lasted about what would say two years two and a half maybe wasn't long right about two 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 and a half two two and a half years because you know we were both independents then we got married and we continued to be independents and so she had her way, I had my way, and so, um, I mean, hey, we, we, we thought about it, well, let me put it this way, Rochelle thought about it. <laughs> True. She thought about it. Uh, it's my first time hearing this, so I'm oh, like shocked. Yeah. Well, you were, you were, well, you were just a little baby back then, <laughs> but you know, we just weren't getting along, and um, I think it goes back to that selfishness you know when you go back to that that uh, scripture love is patient love is kind a lot of times when we get in relationships and we get married we're not patient we're not kind toward toward each other because we're looking at how that person can assist us in helping meet my needs i ain't necessarily worried about how i can meet your needs but how are you meeting my needs and so then when that happens after a while, there's friction because you're not meeting my needs the way I want you to, and now we've got all these issues and problems. And so it wasn't until we, well, we both went to counseling, and then it wasn't until we both realized that, you know what, in order to make this work, we have to work on ourselves first. Work on improving ourselves first, making ourselves better so that we can assist our spouse. Then things got better. 
But before then, dude. And so here we are working on year 32. And so what I'm trying to help people to understand is that don't give up. This marriage thing, because it's two different people from two different homes, from two different styles, it takes time. But you've got to work on making yourself better. And so we've been at it now. This will be year 32, right? Year 32. But those first two years, oh, my God. <laughs> I think marriages don't last long, too, because there's the commitment level is not there. Uh-huh. And marriages work. And people don't want to work at it. And, you know, the least little thing come up, you know, and especially in today's time, the least little thing come up that somebody don't like, I'm out of here uh-huh. later for this. I ain't signed up for this. I mean, people need to listen to the vows that they take. And that's another thing, too. Today, a lot of people are making up their own vows instead of using the vows that God gave us. Because, you know, people get sick. And it's supposed to be a lifetime commitment. People get sick, and it's like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> really? I have a friend of mine who used to go to our church up in Philadelphia, and um, his wife has been sick and been in a nursing home, oh, I'm thinking maybe 10 years, 10 or 11 years, and this guy goes to the nursing home every day. The only reason he's not going now is because of, the- of COVID. Mm-hmm. But... Every day he would get off of work and he would go to the nursing home and he would feed his wife dinner. Now that's love because I've known some other people where their uh, spouses have been sick and they'd be in a nursing home and they wouldn't even go see them. Wouldn't even go see them. And they're married, but they wouldn't go see them because like Rochelle said, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Uh And so, you know, and that's why you got to know who individuals are and that takes time. Got to be careful who you marry. Yes. And who you date. So I think, so I'm going to segue this. I think that's part of the reason why today marriages don't last. I feel like back then, uh, back in, you know, your generation and generations prior, even though couples had issues, they worked them out. Right. As opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to now, it's like, okay, like let's say, for example, I get married and, you know, I lose my job. I'm out of work for a year. And she has to, you know, take care of everything so I can find a job. Most women probably ain't staying for that in this generation. They like, look, once again, I ain't signed. Sign. Right. But, but in reality, when you get married in front of all those people uh-huh. and you recite those vows, yeah, that's what you signed up for. Uh-huh. Because we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't. I mean, who could who would have thought that we would have a pandemic where most people now, well, 30 million people are out of work. And if you are working, you're working from home. Uh And it doesn't look like that's going to change, at least for the next few months. So you can't predict the future. So when you're making this this step, it's got to be a step that um, you're sure about. And you got to pay attention and pay attention to the vows that you are saying. And I think a lot of people just say them as just words. Uh-huh. They don't really contemplate and think about what they're saying. Because say, you say you didn't sign up for something. Well, your vows say for better, for worse, for richer, or for poor. What does that mean? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, when we got married, I stuttered on I stuttered on the poor part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Were you, were you serious? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Very poor. Hey, I ain't trying to be poor, okay? <laughs> if I can help it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I eventually said it, but when it when it came out of my mouth the first time, yeah, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> not that he had a lot to start with, anyway. Right. It ain't like I had a lot of money, and I still don't have a lot of money. But you know, okay. Um, that's funny. See, I'm just, I'm learning things I don't even know. That's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> um, it's saying that only 10% about what percentage of couples make it to 10 years. It says about 70% of married couples in the United States make it to their 10th wedding anniversary. And then that number drops to 50% of making it to their 20th year anniversary. Oh yeah, man. Cause it's hard work. And the longer you with a person, you see their flaws and then you start thinking, and so the other piece of that is, especially for guys, and well, females too these days, there's always, something always looks better on the other side. That's that. The grass always looks greener. So you get out there. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, for example, I work at a university. And these days, 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 22-year-olds walking on campus, it just depends on how much of their butt cheek is hanging out. That's facts. Uh, it depends on how much um, cleavage is hanging out. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all around you. And so if you are not committed to what you're trying to do, you can easily get caught up in that. Um, you know, you same with at the university, same at work, uh, same at going out doesn't make any difference. There's always somebody out there that could possibly look better um, you know, might wear that perfume that you like or whatever, and you just have to be careful because they might look good, but it's not always the outside that you need to be concerned with. Uh-huh. It's the inside. It's uh-huh. the heart. It's how they would treat you. It kind of goes back to what we talked about before. How will they treat you in good times and bad times? Uh-huh. And so those are the things that people, because especially as men, we get excited by sight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why women wear makeup. You know, it's amazing how you can see women without makeup and then they put on makeup and you don't even recognize who they are because mm-hmm. that makeup makes them look woo, completely different, completely different. And so we get excited about that. And so we have to be very careful that we don't put ourselves in situations that could eventually get <laughs> us into trouble. And that's easy to do in this society today, mm-hmm. with the internet and, you know, all of the little dating sites that are out there mm-hmm. and all of that. You got anything to say before I move on? Okay. Um, what are some of the must-haves you need before you get married? Well, <clears throat> I was thinking about this question. You say the must-haves. Yeah. So as I thought about it, I said, you know, well, basically, first you need to be praying to the Lord. And asking the Lord if it's your will for you to get married. And then if it is his will for you to get married, then what does that look like? Um, because sometimes we can come up with, you know, this list or whatever, and it's not what God has for us at uh-huh. all. So, uh, 
So hold on, Arcella. So so you're laughing. So you so wanted to let say. Me to, let, me, let me get to this real quick. So you laughing. So the list that you had, I'm guessing he checked none of your boxes. Is that how that went? You know, I actually didn't have a list. I okay. don't remember. I may have had one up here. I don't really know. Um, well, in my mind, I guess I did have a list. Um, it had to be somebody that was, to me, you, for me at that particular time in my life, before I knew the Lord, you had to have some looks, mm-hmm. you know? You can't, like, because I You got to have some kind of looks. Because there was this guy, he was a policeman, and he liked me. And he was the nicest guy that you would ever want to meet in your life. He probably would have treated me like a queen. But I, I could not stand to look at this guy. I, I just couldn't. And so I have to be able to look at you. <laughs> you got to have some looks. You just can't be where I can't. I just can't look at you. But to just get back to your, that question, I think one of the first must-haves is, is that <clears throat> both of y'all have to have the same spiritual beliefs uh-huh. because I think that is very important because if someone, if you're studying one type of religion and someone else is studying another type of religion, then basically all that's going to do if you get married is cause confusion um, for your children. They're not going to know. They won't have any directions on, you know, what they should be doing spiritually. Uh-huh. And a lot of times when that happens, um, each person is, is going, to, going to their own religious thing. So if you're coming together at one, you're not supposed to be separated when it comes to religion. Uh-huh. You know, and, and it causes problems when raising kids because your religion may say, hey, you don't touch that kid. You don't beat that kid. You don't discipline that child. Uh-huh. Where Christianity, the word of God says, spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, so because God even um, disciplines us, you know, so it, it can cause a lot of confusion if you don't have the same beliefs. And I also think um, the commitment level has to be there because if you're committed and the other person isn't committed, then just like you was giving those statistics on divorce, that's exactly where y'all are going to end up at in divorce court somewhere. <clears throat> and I say another one is love and respect for each other because like I said before, a woman needs love. It's, love is just like oxygen to breathe and mm-hmm. for the man to respect. And I just want to read this, and this came out of this book um, by Dr. Emerson. And he has this book called Love and Respect for a Lifetime. (coughs) Excuse me. And it states that love and respect will change the way you talk, think about, and treat each other. It will definitely have an impact on your marriage. And then I said it should because, you know, like I said before in Ephesians 5.33, it states that each individual among you also must love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. So God put love and respect in the Bible because he knows that women can have a problem showing respect for men, and men can have a problem loving a woman. And sometimes when they do it, they do it and not even know it. And the reason why they don't know that they're not showing love or they don't know that they're disrespecting a man because a man, man and woman is different. We're different in how we think. And so thus far, I can say something, 
that my husband think is being very disrespectful. But to me, it's not because we don't think the same way. Uh-huh. So because of that, we have to, sometimes we have to decode what each other is saying and try to really get to the root of what that person is saying. Okay. Because sometimes I can say something and, or he can say something and we both take it out of context as to what the person actually really meant. Let me just add on to that. And I, I think one of the other key things in this relationship slash married thing is don't go to bed angry um, because that will lead to issues. For example, you, I say something you don't like, so you don't talk to me. And then we go to bed upset. Then when we wake up the next day, we ain't talking to each other. Or I try to say hi to you and you don't say anything to me. And so now we're into day two and then you go into day three and day four and so on and so forth, all because of something. If we'd have just talked it over and just realized that, you know what, it's not that major uh, of an issue, we could have moved on. Mm -hmm. And so what a lot of couples do is they get upset about something and then they either don't talk to each other or from a from a female standpoint or male standpoint, um, they won't have any relationship with each other. Relations, mm-hmm. all right. And so, and as to make up, and so it's important. You know, the Bible talks about don't let the sun go down on your wrath, which means whatever happened that day stays in that day. When we come to the next day, we're starting off, and that's not that easy to do. But it's something that if you work on doing it, it, it makes your relationship slash marriage go a whole lot easier when you realizing that no matter what happens, um, we're going to talk it out. That communication is an important piece. Okay. And it's possible to do that. It's just that it, it takes time. It, you grow. As you grow and grow and grow, then these things become easier to do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what should you look for in a spouse while in the process of dating and then actually like being married? I guess that's the same thing, I guess. Yeah, I looked at that question. I thought it was kind of like um, the same thing as well. But I would say one of the things is um, it definitely before is um, I think you need to, if, and especially if you think that you're going to be getting married, I think you should take the time to invest in reading books about marriage uh-huh. and finding out the needs of women and women finding out the needs of men. And, and really, you all can do it as a couple, you know, to find out what his needs are, what her needs are, because the needs are different. Um, some of the needs are the same, but they're in different order, you know. So. And there's a book out um, by Willard Harley. It's been around for about 20, 25 years, talking about his needs, her needs, uh, which is a good book. Now, what was the question again? Um, what you should look for in a spouse. Oh, you got anything else, Russia? I also think that you need to, you know, you should see whether or not that person is trustworthy because you don't want to be marrying somebody that's not trustworthy. Um, you look at that person's character, what type of character does that person have? Um does that, does, that, does that person value you as a person and value what you have to say and the things that you want to do? <clears throat> How does that person treat you? You can take a sip of water if you want. Man. You 
yeah, girl, you seem to be having yeah, a problem. Hard time over there. Yeah. How does that person treat you? I don't need you choking trying to talk. You know? <laughs> and is the person financially stable and ready to take care of a family? <laughs> Inside joke we just had over here. <laughs> you feel better? Oh, you done? Oh, give me the question again. Um, what you should look for in a spouse when you're trying to get married? Someone who, from a male perspective, someone who you trust, um, someone who cares about you, someone who has the same, is going the same direction and the same goals as you want to go. Um, and then you won't agree on everything, but you know, sitting down with that individual and thinking about, you know, what we want to do. I mean, even even though we didn't do it, but even mapping out, okay, you know, how long will it will it be before we have kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but really sitting down and, and planning. We and really should have planned that one. Hey, well, you know. <laughs> In hindsight, we, we should have, but, you know, that was 30-some years ago. So now in, in wisdom, I can tell you, yeah, it, it's probably best to do that, but at the time we didn't. To plan before you get married? I mean, I think you should, if you're going to be married, you got to sit down and think about, you know, the money. Who's going to be responsible for the money, mm-hmm. all right? For example, my wife's a banker. She is much better. So how, at, long, how long did it take you all to figure that out? For that piece, it didn't take long. Day one. <laughs> Day no. one. She was, I mean, this woman, this woman sits here and she balances the checkbook every month. Brother, ain't got time for that. No. Um, what's in my account? Well, it tells me I got X amount of dollars in there, so I'm good. Not necessarily. Exactly. So I let her take care of that. All right. And so what are the strengths and weaknesses of the relationship? And those are the things that you want to talk about. If, if, the man is good at money, then wife, let the person run the finances. Ain't no need having bounce checks. Bounce checks are expensive. Uh-huh. So you and, and you want to look at, uh, for example, she's good at the money, but I'm good at planning vacations and all those types of things. Yes, so I let him have that. When it, comes, <laughs> when it comes to planning vacations, I will take care of it all. You know, all you got to do is tell me how much money I got and then I'll go there and I'll plan the vacation out. But that's not her strength. That's my strength. Her strength is from the money standpoint. And so you want to think about what are the strengths and weaknesses of each person and then you work toward them. Okay. Um, what else do I have here? Um, oh, what are some of the ways to keep the marriage fresh once you get married? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, the way she said it. Why are you saying it like that? that? I'm just saying, okay. Oh, let, me just give saying you some, like, let me just let, give you some fresh ideas. I'm already fresh. Please. According to who? According to me. See, that's the problem. That's not a problem. That's the problem, ladies. Go ahead. I keep it fresh. Different ways to keep it fresh is you can have a date night. You can take a trip like every six months or something like that. And when you take this trip, if you got kids, the kids are not coming, just you and your spouse. Um, On the spur of the moment or whatever, you can, like, on the weekend, 
go to a hotel on the weekend, mm-hmm. stay at a hotel. Because what I found out, we do that sometimes. And what I found out when you go to a hotel is that you end up doing a lot of things with each other that you don't necessarily do when you're home. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in order to do things with each other and get outside of that routine, you got to get away from your house to do that. And so, you know, we do that sometimes. Um, another one is <clears throat> surprise your spouse with um, flowers for no reason. Don't wait till Mother's Day or birthday or anniversary. You know, just get her flowers just because. And like I said, I'm not a real big flower person, but every now and then if you want to just get flowers just because, you know, stuff like that. Um, plan a romantic, a romantic dinner at home. Mm-hmm. Just the two of y'all, candlelight dinners. Um Surprise your spouse with breakfast in bed, you know. Oh, I'm and trying to those, stay alive. For those that don't cook, and, and, and for those that don't really do a lot of cooking, every now and then, you know, surprise your, di- your spouse with a, a dinner, you know. How about we go out cool. for breakfast? Yeah, yeah, you can do that too, you know, but it, it doesn't have the same effect. So would you rather prefer, like, let's say, um, let's, so you would you – because I've seen uh, some couples to where, like, I know the guy doesn't cook. So they'll basically surprise their wife with, a, like, a catered dinner in the house. Yeah, that's good, too. Okay. I've done that a few times when we was in Jersey. You did? Yeah, that diner we used to like to go to. Oh, yeah, There's yeah, a couple yeah. times I brought food in, you came home, and, you know, we now, had see, that. Now, see, if I did that, first thing Rochelle will be asking, well, how much is this cost? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Not necessarily. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily. That is you know. true. Thank you. That Another is very thing true. is you can have a movie night at home, you know, snuggle up on the couch with a movie night with popcorn and stuff, play games, you know. I love to play games. No, we all know that. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, just say thank you for the little things, you know. Your wife do something or your husband do something. Just thank them, even just for the little things. You know, that means a lot. And also just remind your spouse that, that you appreciate them, you know, because in the, in the rush of our day and everything, we have a tendency, you know, not to do that. And like I said earlier, you know, tell them that you love them. Show affection towards your spouse. He's very good at doing that. And, um, and also just taking care of your appearances because a lot of times once you get married and you get used and comfortable with each other, you know, your parents kind of go down, uh-huh. you know. So, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah, like weight gain, especially now because it's hard. I mean, I, I'm not a workout person. I like to play basketball. That's how I keep my weight. So it's been a little difficult for a brother because uh-huh. I ain't played basketball <laughs> about a month, month and a half. <laughs> okay. Um, so I got a two-part question, and after that we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so the first part is um, do you think, especially in this generation, that marriage is still the goal, or is it not? Uh, (laughs) I think marriage is still the goal, but I think, ladies, one of the things you got to understand, and brothers, you know you would admit to this, if I can get the cookie without getting married, do I necessarily need to get married? If I can live with you and still act like I'm getting married, even though statistics say most people who live together don't end up getting married. Why, why, why do you think that is? Because it's not really marriage. But society has us fooled to think, well, you know, we need to live with each other first. Even, you know, it's interesting because even if you live with someone, once you get married, things still change because then people know, okay, this is final now. We have finally done it. Mm-hmm. And so 
of my recommendation because sex is so strong and sex is so powerful that if you can hold off as long as you possibly can, it will help you to become friends. I, I agree with that hundred percent. I agree with that because 100%. once once sex comes in, please. All I'm thinking about is when are we doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I agree hundred percent. I do feel like um, the longer you wait, you it actually strengthens your relationship because you get to know one you get to know one another for exactly who they are, as opposed to letting the sex cloud to judge. Exactly. Right. And so the key is is that. You have to not allow yourself to get into positions where all of a sudden, boom, here we are. Uh And so um, that is important because, you know, sex is all around us. Commercials, um, movies, TV, Internet, wherever you look, there's sex. And so that's that's consistently bombarding your mind. Um, and so you have to make sure that you try to not allow that to take over uh-huh. and put yourself in a position where, boom, because once you get started in it, it's hard to stop it. Uh-huh. It's hard. And, and the thing about, I want to chime in here, the thing about having sex before marriage is that, <clears throat> is that when you have sex before marriage, a lot of people say, oh, you want to get some experience before you get married. No, that's not God's way. God's way is for y'all to come together and learn how to have sex and be romantic and all of that together. Because when you have sex um, before you get married and then when you're also looking at a lot of porn and all of that, all of that stuff, you're taking all that stuff into your head. So then when you get married, believe it or not, you are comparing what you and your wife have to what you did with someone else. Uh-huh. And then you can say, so if your wife or if your, your husband is not as good as somebody that you have had sex with, then that's an issue for you. Or if they don't want to do stuff that someone else did with you, uh-huh. that's an issue. And, and a lot of marriages break up for that too, because then they start, start going outside of the marriage to define what they had before. Uh-huh. And so some, you know, people think it's a good thing to get have sex before marriage, but it really is not. It really is not. And when you have, and basically, when you have sex with somebody, <clears throat> for each person that you have sex with, you're taking a part of that person into their next relationship with you, and their next relationship. So if you have per- sex with ten different people, guess what? When you get married or whatever, you're taking all ten of those different people into that relationship with you. And then these days, shoosh. <laughs> Then we're not even talking just, about the, yeah, we ain't the even, disease oh part of it. Gosh, you, know? you ain't even talking about that. I mean, I can give you stories about stuff that happens on campus, and there's a rush on the health services department because you know I've been with you, you've been with him, he's been mm-hmm. with her, and they just gave it to each other. So you just got to be careful in this day and time. Okay, and the final question. Um, why do you feel like this generation is waiting longer to get married than in previous generations? Financial. Yeah, financial is a big, a very big issue. Um, finance. And then also for women, today, <clears throat> back in the day, um, like for our parents, 
they didn't some some of them really didn't think about careers. They thought about getting mm-hmm. married and and raising the family and taking care of their family. But in today's time, things are a lot different, and women want careers, and mm-hmm. so they put on the back burner of getting married because they want to have a career first. And once they once they have a career and once they get established in that career, then they're ready to have have a family. And so I think for women, that's why. It's taking them longer because of the finance part and because they want a career. And they don't want to be a housewife, and that's fine. And then also, for some people, the career is the marriage. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they are all into their career because they're trying to go up that corporate ladder, and having someone else around can just kind of get in the way. And so, you know, those types of things are things you have to think about because – you ain't getting any younger, that's for sure, mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. And so if that's what you want, though, if you want the career, no problem. No problem at all. So when you're dating, that's something that really needs to be talked about because you may want to get married, but this person you're dating, they're not looking to get married. So if they're not looking to get, to get married and your goal is to get married, then you don't need to waste your time being with that person because they don't have the same goals and mm-hmm. the same mindset. Right. Now I agree with you. Um I do feel like in this generation, uh, that's one thing I try to tell. Uh, when people keep, I, like I said, I see a lot of memes when um, of this generation of men don't do this and all this and all of that. But I'm sitting there going, but and they'll be like, oh, well, they're taking longer to get married. But it's also at the same time, it's like, once again, finances. But then also at the same time, women have more of a say-so in this in society now than they did in the past. So therefore, you know, they want to go out and have their careers and they want to make sure they're established. And by the time they get married, it's like, you know, they're like, what, 33, 34, 35? Yeah. And then, you know, children aren't, <coughs> I mean, children are important, but they aren't as important like back in the day. For example, my godmother had 12 kids. Mm-hmm. You don't see the, too many people yeah, nah. around these days <laughs> with 12 kids. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll see like some island. Like, I, I feel like most of the bigger families were from, there's not a lot of big families in this generation. Mm-hmm. Like, you see a lot of, uh, households with two kids, three kids. Right. The most I've seen maybe five, but that's really about it. Yeah, and so the kids are back in the day were used to help in the fields. Uh-huh. I mean, growing up in the in the country part of New Jersey, I stayed with my godmother, and that's what I did. Uh-huh. Know, I went and picked the corn, and fed the hogs, and picked stuff, and all those types of things. But you know, people ain't doing that now. <laughs> going out in the field and picking some tomatoes you I crazy? didn't even do that then <laughs> we know you bougie bro. I ain't grow up on no farm <laughs> well that's what I had to do you know my uncle had 40 50 acres and so he would call my mom up in the summer and say it's ready and I'm like oh my gosh cause I'll be out there picking corn. I gotta pick shuck well they don't pick corn shuck corn pick tomatoes Pick green beans, um, you name it. I feel you paying on the corn. I had to chuck corn when I was at university. That's all I really did. So I understand. Yeah. That's not, that's not a hands be hurting. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, most people don't need big families to do that because uh-huh. most people don't have farms these days. Uh-huh. Exactly. All right. Well, this was a great first, ep- uh, great first episode into the series. Um, great tone setter. I want to thank y'all for getting on. Um, once again, y'all, y'all can find me at admin at average JT. 
That's the email. Um, if y'all want to email me anything for the Creative Corner segment where y'all just send me your music, I'll play it on a podcast, get y'all exposure. Uh, once again, the podcast plug and everybody eat segment. If y'all want to um, do that as well, just email me as well. Um, Instagram, Average JTPC. Um, the, my original, my actual Instagram is the original playmaker. Um, I'm working on a website, so y'all just stay tuned for that. It's going to take some time because that's expensive. And if they ain't rich, you know I ain't rich, so. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, other than that, man, just uh, uh, continue to listen. Uh, part two and part three is going to be in the next two weeks as well. Um, thank y'all for listening. Um, you know, thank y'all for taking notes. Thank y'all for laughing. Uh, share with a friend. Uh, please share, share it with a friend. So uh, if you know any, anybody that wants to get on the podcast or anybody that would like this, share it with a friend uh, on Apple Podcasts. You can rate, you can review, you can subscribe. Uh, let me know how I'm doing. All right? Until next time, Philippians 413. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an average road.